I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. Lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined as always by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, and the campaign manager for the Dallas Mavs Summer League team. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You. I hate you. Campaign <laughs> is happening. It's finally happening. This this gave me so much joy today, and I didn't want to like spoil it all on Twitter. And I, I wrote up several different tweets, but I didn't want to spoil it today. <laughs> Isaac, if you have not listened to this podcast for very long, <laughs> you know, it, you wouldn't I know. got so many freaking tweets about this today. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Isaac, for years, like honestly years, we've been doing this podcast for what? Almost two, almost three years. Yeah. This is our third off season. <laughs> yeah. Um, has been anytime he's mentioned an NBA player that doesn't belong in the league or anytime he's ever mentioned an NBA player that's trash or really bad, he mentions Cameron Payne every single time. Like every, every time. single time. Like without fail. He always brings his name up. And it just even if it's out Nick, of nowhere. Nick has like, legitimately asked me at times, what do you have against campaign? Because <laughs> I, I use him so much. I really I was like, did he do something to you? Did he say something to you after a game or something? It was just, it was, it was too suspicious that it just wouldn't, there wouldn't be a connection, but that's just always the player that he goes to when he mentions, you know, oh, we could bring campaign back and it's like a complete joke. And now Cameron Payne, former first round pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder, is now on the Mavs Summer League team. He's the old head. He's the old head on the Mavs Summer League team. (laughs) How are you feeling? betrayed i i just started laughing when i saw it like when the email came through the press email and it was like oh the summer league squad and i was going on through i'm like okay okay i, I, I knew there could be a lot of international guys and i saw cameron Payne. and i'm like you've got to be can't be the same me. guy right there's got to be a of second all, like I, I know i literally know a guy named cameron Payne, like a different cameron Payne that's not i think i would NBA take that player. campaign <laughs> and uh so I was like, oh, maybe it's, you know, decently common name, I guess. Maybe there's another Cameron Payne, but oh man, that's so funny. I can't make I can't wait to make I gifts died. of him from Summer League. I died laughing. I'm just gonna tweet gifts of his non highlights <laughs> during Summer League and y'all can y'all know what it's about. Oh man. Just him sitting on the bench. Or watch him just absolutely kill it and then he gets like a training camp invite. He should, he's been in the league for four years. That doesn't help anybody. I mean, he's been training. He's been a professional basketball player for four years. You think he'd be better than guys that are just coming in, you know, off of wherever. And and, and coming in from all over the place, by the way. Half the team is from another country, which is awesome. Yes, they are. Gotta love Can it. We, all right. Today on the podcast, we're not talking about the MAPS Summer League team. We've already talked about them a little bit. I was are, say, there's players I like on that team that we can talk about. No, we've already we talked about them already. Costas, Macon, Roby. And Tony's Cleveland, I'm might oh, be more excited how, about him than anybody else. How did we forget that guy? There's a guy on Twitter 
had the Antonius Cleveland fan account. That was his Twitter handle or his Twitter name. He had that for years. I mean, yeah. <laughs> literally years. This is his day. Finally. He's I, back. I'm, I'm a super big fan of uh, Cleveland. I actually yeah, we liked him. Yeah, he's been he's a friend of the pod. He's been on the pod before. Mm. I actually I actually talked to him today when the news came out. I reached out to him. Uh, he's excited. I'm, I'm yeah. I love Antonio's Cleveland. I think um, you know he was doing really well. The team really liked him, and then he like what broke his foot or something. Was yeah, it two it was, years ago maybe? Yeah, or last he, year. And he he got hurt. The Mavs paid for his you know the rehab and everything. I remember that, but they didn't want yeah. to fill the roster spot. So. So anyway, yeah, I'm excited for him. I, I think if he has a strong summer league showing, I think there's a chance he gets a training camp invite uh, this fall. But yeah, yeah I'm sure. super excited about him and uh, the new uh, the Ding replacement, Baba. Get ready for him. He's uh, he's he's gonna be a, a summer league legend. I'm predicting it. I'm ready. We're excited. We're excited. I wish we were going to summer league. Ugh. I hate not going to summer league. <laughs> this is the second. Now I can say this is the second year in a row. I haven't been to summer league. I went two years. Ooh, and, slacker. <sighs> my broke ass. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into what we're actually talking about today. We are talking about all kinds of free agency stuff. The Mavs are uh, pretty much officially splitting their aces. And so we'll talk about that. Zach Lowe had his awesome piece. If you have not read Zach Lowe's like seven questions for the off season or for free agency, it's incredible. Just all the, Thinking about all the work that went in to make that piece is insane. Um, for example, he this is a sentence that we'll discuss at length. There's a there's a lot of Maxi Kleba buzz. Okay, mm-hmm. for him to get that sentence, how many people do you think he had to contact in order for him to justify writing that as a sentence? Right? He he had to talk to at least five, ten. I mean, how many people did he have to talk about talk to about Maxi Kleba or or mention his name or even? Like have it come up in conversation. I mean, he wouldn't do I think it if it's just probably, two people, right? No, but I think it's more of when you're people like Zach Lowe and Woj and all these guys, they're continuously talking to people yes. nonstop all day for the past couple of weeks. All the time. So he probably sat down. I mean, he's kept notes for a lot of things. He probably sat down and said, what's a lot of common storyline, common things I've heard across the league? And that's where I don't, I don't think it's probably – you know what? I wonder what yeah, Maxi's yeah. <laughs> market is. And I'm going to start calling people up. What do you think about Maxi? All right, cool. Click. Hangs yeah, up. You know, I don't think it's that. So Yeah, to be clear, that's not what I meant. Just just the conversations that had to have gone on and yeah. the amount of talking he's had to do at a, at any given time, not just the past. You know, he didn't he doesn't do what we do, us us non like professional people where like, ah, I'm going to think of an article. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to write this article. Now I'm going to try to collect all my everything. He has like just droves of notebooks and things and notes and all this stuff ready to go for stuff like this. So he needs a new notebook, by the way, he was on that special with Woj (laughs) and it was like, he uses physical notebooks. Yes. And it it was like, it wasn't even like a clean notebook. It was just pages everywhere. And like, (laughs) all right, come on, Zach, get a Kindle or something. I don't know. All right. Let's, um, let's discuss this. Let's get right into it. So Zach Lowe, in his piece, said Dallas appears to be focusing on mid-tier free agents and not big fish, league sources say. Just straight yes. up left it at that. McMahon followed it up and said, Zach mentions in here the words, the Mavs are focusing on mid-tier free agents, not big fish. Donnie Nelson has referred to this potential route as splitting our aces. Dallas is hunting for defenders who can shoot to complement Luka and Porzingis. Woo. Is that Patrick Beverly music that I hear? That is Patrick Beverly's music. That is also, also Malcolm Brogdon's music. Oh my god, I freaking love. 
If they can come if away he, with Malcolm Brogdon and Patrick Beverly, I mean, we will probably be happier than the day they got Porzingis, right? No, I wouldn't go that far. I think we but would be. I we would be a, like we'd be very so happy. If you've been listening to this podcast, I mean, during the midseason, Malcolm Brogdon has been the first name that we have talked about. How excited I would love to have him. Like we would his fit and everything. It's just my whole thing's been all along. I just didn't. I don't think we'd have a shot at it, but we'll see. I I don't know. I still don't know if we will. I'm still in the camp that if you're Milwaukee, you still got to match whatever it is because you just can't lose the asset for nothing. And I just think it would be dumb if Milwaukee lets him walk. But yeah, man, I I am. So I know Charks wrote a great piece on you know, what team building around Luke and everything. And Charks and I have been, we, we text back and forth about these Mavs fits over the past few days. And we, we went back and forth about Brogdon and both obviously huge, big fans of Brogdon in Dallas, perfect fits next to Luke and KP. It's just, I mean, even him, everybody has the same. Now I think some people are, I think the only uh, camp that you can be different. Like there's a lot. I feel like most Mavs fans are fan are fans finish, of Brogdon being hey, in Dallas. Hey Isaac, finish the sentence. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to. I'm keep on going backtracking. I think where we can differ is how much of a priority. Where is he up on the priority list? Because I think there's some people that are so gun hole on him of saying I would rather strike out with nothing but and take the chance on him. So you're talking about day one signing to a max, you know, a hu- or not max, but a huge offer sheet. And but risk losing anybody else over those next three days. Uh, I don't know if I'm in that camp. I'm yeah. wanting really, really bad, but and I'm willing to overpay. Like I'm willing to pay over twenty for him. And that, some people don't like that. But yeah, I, yeah. I just don't think Milwaukee lets him walk when it, it's all said and done. I also think this helps the Mavs too. I don't think the Mavs are worried about winning the day. Whereas you've had teams in the past like the Knicks mm-hmm. where they, they sign like Joakim Noah, Derek Rose. They, they sign these guys and they're trying to win the press conference. They're trying to – like, okay, we have to present someone to our fans, someone to the media to not kill us on, on this day because we have you know saved up all this cap. We've pushed all of our chips in this one. The Knicks literally have pushed all their chips into this basket and the Mavericks have definitely benefited from that. They have to win the day. They have to come away Sunday with somebody. It, it feels like now maybe this new front office, you know, Scott Perry and, and you know Steve Mills and those guys, maybe they are going to be smarter than Nick's organization and front offices of the past and say, hey, we're not gonna, you know, we don't have to push all the chips and they're not gonna be pressured that way. However, who knows if it's you know coming from James Dolan? Anyway, but they don't have the Mavs don't have to do that. They don't have to win the day. They can be patient with it. They can come away, let's say, first day with an agreement with Patrick Beverly. And from McMahon, he said that it could be a little bit lower than than what was it the three years forty. It could 40, be lower. It could, plus, yeah. could be lower than that. Um, via McMahon, that's what he said today on on the podcast, I believe. Yeah, on the Hoop Collective, on the, the Hoop Brian Collective, the Windhorse podcast. So they could get him to agree. They don't have to sign it right away. Then they do, you know, something with Courtney Lee, and then they're able to to be patient. And there's also a lot of dudes out there. If they strike out on the Malcolm Brogdon thing. And it all signs point to Kawhi and KD taking their time with free agency. They're meeting with multiple teams. They're doing this yeah, over that's days what I was and days. Talk about, yeah. Over days and days. The Mavs can be patient. They have they have the patience because they already have their two guys. They just need to fill in some gaps. And there's a bunch of dude. We went over yesterday a whole bunch of different pairings the Mavs could do. We were fine with a ton of them. I mean, there's yeah. so many different options. 
So this is really good for the Mavs. Going this route, being able to play it patient, because if they're sitting there waiting for like Kemba Walker, you know, and he takes like four or five days, then that's different than if you, you know, you already have a smaller guy signed and you already ha- you already have your main mid-tier guy that you want in Patrick Beverly agreed, and then you can go try some other riskier things. And you, putting you all your the, chips into that one free agent basket. Yeah, you mentioned the Kemba thing. It's it's kind of the blessing in disguise of with this all thing with all of the Kemba Boston thing happening so quick and it being in the bag. It's a blessing that's happened right now because now allows you to shift focus and shift plans right now instead of, like you said, I mean, if Kemba takes meetings and it's Dallas and then it's Boston and then it's Charlotte and it's dragging out, you risk losing some of these players. Because Dallas can't agree with Patrick Beverly and then turn around and have a meeting with with Kemba Walker, right? Yes. (laughs) You can't do both. And that's where in those type of situations – in years past to where if Dallas was, you know, in on one of these big guys, let's just say the Kemba thing and the Kemba thing dragged out. And then, but in years past, it's guys like Patrick Beverly that you'd love to have as your second option. They're getting stolen by these players, by these other teams who are not focused on the big guys. Now Dallas is going to be one of those teams that's going to be stealing those guys because some of these other big teams will be a meeting with the other big free agents. Now it's going to have a trickle down effect because some of these players will want to wait out some of these other guys yeah. like the Clippers and Lakers and all that stuff because the Lakers do have an appeal. Let's just say like a Danny Green type. Yeah. Like he might want to see what happens with the Lakers situation if they strike out see if his and they spread out the there. money. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, you know, he wants to see what happens with that. So you can't blame a guy either, but you might get a guy like Patrick Beverly who if Dallas isn't waiting on somebody and they're day, you know at 501 central time and they're saying, <laughs> "Hey Beverly, we want you 3 years 40 million." And he's like, "Awesome. That's cool that you're prioritizing me. I like this. Let's do it. Done deal." He might not wait on the Clippers or Lakers or somebody like that because Dallas is saying, "We want you now. You're our first target." So that's kind of the blessing in disguise with the Kemba situation being already kind of in the bag right now yes yeah can you tell we're excited can you tell just by the level and the tone of our voice that we're my, excited well my, my voice is i just got done smoking a cigar so my <laughs> voice is already hurting and i'm just drinking water but now i'm just i'm hyped i'm so ready i mean you're listening to this on a saturday most of you and uh i mean it's the day before free agency it's it's christmas eve for the most part Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk a couple more Mavs things, and then let's get into just some general NBA. There's a lot of stuff that happened on Friday, so we'll get into all that coming up next. All right, Isaac, so are we okay with this settling for mid-tiers, and are are we going to be disappointed if the Mavs don't come away? Because I got a lot of tweets yesterday of people saying, I'm going to be disappointed if they don't get somebody. I got got depressing tweets today saying, I'm going to be depressed if we walk away with Patrick Beverly and a couple of these other guys. I can't, I I don't know how else to explain it to people that this is not depressing. How much do you believe? Like if you're saying that's depressing, then I almost feel like you don't believe as much in KP and Luca. Because if you truly believe that they're stars in the making, then you got to have these other guys. You just have to have them. So I I mean, we just saw it with Toronto and, and Kawhi. Like, look at all of those guys around him from the Danny Greens, the Van Vliet's, the, I mean, uh, uh, Siakam who came out of nowhere. Like, you got to have these guys that are solid role players that complement your stars. And Patrick Beverly is the definition of who complements Luka Doncic on the wing. Like, it's perfect. 
There's nothing. You can't convince me otherwise. And I, <clears throat> even when Kemba Walker was, you know, not guaranteed to go to Boston, and even when it was, kind of, it seemed like Dallas was. I was still even iffy on on it then. I mean, we definitely would have talked ourselves into it. We would have loved it. Kemba's awesome. There's so many great things. We did a whole Kemba profile about all the great things that Kemba would bring, and we would have we would have loved that. However, yeah. there is still all the questions where, man. We don't even know what Luca and Porzingis look like together. We want them to be able to try, to try and figure that out offensively before you bring in this third thing that's going to be this massive usage hogging you know person that that deserves it because they're super good. They were third team All NBA or you know even Tobias Harris who was you know borderline All Star and all this kind of stuff. Before you bring in a guy like that, let's see what Luca and Porzingis are going to be like together and how they can run the show. And if you bring in Kemba, then it does kind of. You know, who gets the ball the last minute? Who decides, you know, who runs the offense? Who does all that kind of stuff? You, you don't have to worry about all that stuff if you if you push Luca and Porzingis to the center and then bring in all these mid-tier guys to support them. And I, I think I've wanted that more than the other ways for the maps. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I, I was texting a guy today who was really, really wanting Kemba. Yeah. And it, been kind of upset the past few days about, man, this just sucks. I really, really want Kemba. We get you. We, yeah, we we get it for sure, and the idea of wanting wanting that next star, that all star, Kim is an incredible player. We did so many profiles on him, felt like, and we would have been hyped. We we've you can if you've been listening, you you heard our opinions on it. We were excited, but we wouldn't gone hold about it, like all in saying yes, perfect fit, let's do it. But we we didn't hate the idea either. Like he, he wasn't Vooch. Like we were out on Vooch yes. coming to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, we would have been twenties plus million. Yeah, like we were out on that. But Kimber, four years we were ninety, just, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not there for that. It's not the max. So though. not the max. No, but I honestly thought it might be a little bit more. To be honest, I thought it was gonna be like five years, one twenty, something like that. But yeah, I was surprised. I actually, yeah, I, I thought it was lower than what it should have been. Or what it's um, going to be. Should have been. Was going to be. Either but way. I would have been okay with the Kimba thing. It's just you do have to ask yourself the you know the question. More than okay. We would, have, we would have been happy with the Kemba thing. Yeah, yeah. For Oh, for sure. Yes. We would have been super happy for the Kemba thing. But I, would, I think there's also an argument of saying I think our team could be just as good. If you sir, if you get if you spread that money to two to three solid role players and yep. it's definitely not depressing, it's not disappointing, it's not at all. So, yeah. And deep teams win in the NBA now. There's there's so many te- like if if Kawhi does go to the Lakers, right? Like that's another super top heavy team. And we've seen, you know, we just saw the Warriors go down. You get one injury, you get two injuries. All of a sudden, you have a deep team and you can beat them. Right, and it's, yeah. deep, it's deep teams that can win in the NBA. The the Celtics two years ago, or not, yeah, two years ago at this point, where they went deep and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals with Tatum and Brown and Horford. That, that was a deep team that can win. We, the Mavs have been teams in in the past that have had deep teams. The 2011 team was a deep team that was able to go pretty far with with one star, pretty much. It can win, and you you can definitely win in, in this way. And you want to be able to develop Luca and Porzingis more. And bring Porzingis back and build around them. Build around them. That's what we wanted to do. And we're excited that that's the way it seems. Now, what if this all changes? <laughs> Tobias Harris to the Mavericks. Like, oh. Yeah, well, th- that that was the 
you know, because a natural reaction when you saw the, you know, hey, Dallas is focused on the mid-tier thing, I think that was kind of, hey, once Kemba kind of cemented himself to the Boston thing, that's probably where Dallas changed course yeah. and said, okay, well, now Kemba's gone. Let's go to plan B in that case. The two guys that you do obviously ask yourself of, okay, does this does this fully take them out of Tobias and Horford also? And because you've just heard a little grumblings on both of those guys, does them – switching it up to this does that take them out of those two guys probably i mean you want to say it, it does but you don't know either you know you don't know either way either who is the horford team like i i keep hearing guys talk about teams and like mark stein says it's not the pelicans and then zach Lowe in his piece was talking about the kings and how the kings you know when they picked marvin bagley they wanted to develop him and giles and harrison barnes has to play four and you know all of a sudden you have these all these guys that you're trying to get minutes and develop them more they want a center super, super bad. I mean, I feel like the Kings is the natural Capella trade team. I know, but, but. it just didn't seem – the way he talked about them with Vooch made it seem like they didn't want a guy like that. So, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It could still be them for sure. I mean, this is smoke I still think New Orleans, makes them, New Orleans makes the most sense yes, for Horford, agreed. in my opinion. Agreed. But I think it would be a perfect fit. Even though Stein said it wasn't them, I, you know, I don't even think he would be surprised if they – went and signed him. That's a great team for Horford and Drew Horford and holiday would just be. Yeah, that's great. Those are two awesome veterans to, to bring up those guys. Now does Horford want to go to a team like that? Like he has to choose. They're not drafting him. <laughs> well, I mean, I think at this point he might want the money and if right. somebody's going to give him one twelve, then the money, I don't in the know years. if you can turn that down if you're Al Horford. Um, okay. Another thing in Zach Lowe's piece, and we mentioned it at the top, there's a lot of Maxi Kleba buzz. What do we, what do we mm-hmm. think about yeah. that? I mean, I've I've been very clear over the past what few days that I'm I'm worried about Maxi, <laughs> and I'm it's clear. Clearly, <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried that the man is just gonna make some money. I'm worried about him. <laughs> well, as far as like keeping, I'm worried about. Uh, I'm definitely more worried about him than Dorian Finney Smith. We've said that on the pod a few times. Um, yeah, I I just what he brings, his age. You know, he's a really good shot blocker. He has shown that he can now step out and hit a three. Um, solid guy. I mean, just the flashes that he, you know, he showed. I, I, I just think that he, he is a perfect target for some of these teams like Dallas that are not getting the top free agent guys that are not in those meetings. But for some of these teams that have big money, like Sacramento, like New Orleans, like you know, like some of these teams like that. That I mean, Sacramento has Bagley and all these guys. But you know, a team like New Orleans, some of these, uh, I don't even know off the top of my head. But like those are the type of of teams that if they have money to spend, like even teams that are not like playoff teams. Like I don't think Maxi wants you know needs to get paid at this point. So it's not yeah. even about like winning for him. And I'm pretty sure he said a while back too that it's a lot of it has to do with playing time too. He wants to play. Yeah. And you know if you have a team, let's just say Memphis, if they had money, if Memphis is like, hey, we'll roll you out there, start you with Jaron Jackson Jr. And, you know, we might suck, but we'll start you and bring Brandon Clark off the bench. And, you know, it's you and Jackson in the front court and all this stuff. I mean, that that's enticing to somebody like Maxie. If they're going to pay him, you know, too, like that's... And Dirk is gone. That, <laughs> yes. I, I, honestly, I honestly think that matters. Like, if Dirk was still here, then maybe, you know, he'd be like, okay, well, this is the home team. You know, we want to stay and play here. But he's yeah. gone and he's got to do the best for himself. 
Yeah, so that's yeah. I'm I'm a little bit worried about Maxi, but we'll see, and we'll see. You he's know, still restricted. What, he's still restricted. So you know, if Dallas goes out, no matter how much they spend, they can still go over the cap to bring him back. They gave him the qualifying offer, so uh, they can match whatever he signs. But just like Brogdon, Milwaukee, that everybody's talking about, and just like a lot of restricted free agents, you know, Dallas probably has a walkaway number. And what that walkaway number is, we don't know. And how high that number is, we don't know. But uh, we'll see. I, I know Dallas really likes him, and they would love to have him back. But we'll see how much it will cost. We shall see. Uh, Zeklo also mentioned that there's zero Ed Davis buzz, which bring him in. Bring him on. Bring in Ed didn't Davis. You ju- didn't you just tell me Sham said the other day that there's a lot of buzz around him? But That's hilarious <laughs> because I totally forgot about that. Yes. I still hold true to the fact that Sham said that for his agent to make it seem like there was a lot of Ed Davis buzz. And he couldn't <laughs> mention specific teams because he wanted to. He wanted the, everybody to know that people were talking about him. People are talking about Ed. You yes. talking about Ed? Teams are talking about Ed. All right, we're gonna get some, you know, and, and make that leverage, you know, and just say either to the Nets or whoever, whatever team his agent was talking to, like, hey, there's real buzz. Look, Shams just said there's real buzz out there. Out there. And now uh, there's not. So, but hey, that's a, that's a guy that was on our our ten dollar board, and uh, we're we're for it. That, that's that brings you the rebounding that you really really need. His rebound percentage is like crazy. Yeah, and I think you know we let's say Dallas goes out, and before they do anything with Finney Smith and Maxi, let's say they go out and sign like two big guys. Let's say they let's say they go out in the first couple of days and they sign and to cheap small deals. Let's say they sign like Ed Davis and then they sign because it's a popular name right now, Check Diallo. Are you at that point saying, Oh man, that means Max is gone? Ooh. Um Let's see, at that point maybe more like a Sala is gone. Then I would go okay. Maxi for you know. See, I think because they could still go sure. bullpen, and you know you have Porzingis, you have Maxi and Dwight off the bench. You start at Davis, and you have you have your three centers, and I guess Diallo. Diallo's like your t- take Salah's spot. That would be what I would think. Yeah. Maybe they still start Dwight. I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. And so, like, yeah, Ed Davis is. Well, I would love for him to be that like banger type of guy and there there's there's a handful of them there's so many of bigs available in this free agent class it's kind of crazy if you look at it yeah so that, i thought that was interesting um let's take another break and when we come back let's get into some of the other big news that went on in the nba um some Kawhi stuff some kd meetings uh rubio and then what mark stein thinks is the done deal are the done deals before sunday All right, Isaac. So, before we get to some of those other things, Zach Lowe said that Denver is definitely bringing back Paul Millsap, either on a one-year deal or a smaller, longer-term deal. Now, things can change, obviously, but it seems like that's where the, where they're heading right now. He also mentioned them as a potential landing spot if, like, a Bradley Beal becomes disgruntled during the season, and they could put together, you know, Gary Harris and Michael Porter Jr. for Bradley Beal or something like that. Denver is that's a team. What, uh, Denver yeah. is a team that. We mentioned not having to win the day. We mentioned the other day that Denver could be a team that like, ah, oh, they got to make a move. They got to, you know, do something to get up in the, the Western Conference. That could happen during the year. You don't have to assemble your team in June or July. You know, it doesn't have to be completely assembled then. Um, yeah. We've seen teams that are assembled in June just completely break down and not be 
compatible at all. I mean, obviously that 2012 Lakers team, you know, with, with Kobe and Powell and Dwight and Steve Nash, that team literally broke down, but that team was, you know, this crazy looking juggernaut. And then all of a sudden they just broke down. They lost in the first round, I think. Um, but yeah, you just never know. So Denver is an interesting team to watch during the season. Yeah. I'm scared about Denver as for, for as a Mavs fan, because yes. they're, they're deep and they have a bunch of, they have a bunch of good players, I don't know about how I feel about the ceiling for Murray and like Gary Harris and some of those guys, but the next star that comes like available, like like a Bradley Beal, they have the pieces to go get him while still keeping some of their depth also, and they have the contracts to go get him, you know, too. So uh, they, yeah, yeah, I think they have to decide sometime over the next twelve months: is Jamal Murray your second star to Jokic? If not, you need to find the second star to Jokic for his like career yeah that they can take a while for that too that you can take like two or three yeah. years to try and find that guy and the, sure. the best way for them is just to wait for a bradley beal type or you know who somebody the whoever the next anthony davis disgruntled guy is then yeah you, you have pieces to go get that accumulate as many pieces as you can to go do that here are the things that mark stein thinks are done deals already kemba to boston was the first thing he mentioned <laughs> that i mean that just is pretty much done right like I mean, I felt. I mean, everybody's just saying that that's uh, in the bag at this point. Can I mention something about Kemba and Jeff Schwartz? Yeah, did, a lot of people. Do the Celtics go from Rondo to Isaiah to Kyrie to Kemba? That's a we- that's a yeah. weird point guard progression. <laughs> if Danny Ainge walks out of this with a, a good center too, like if they walk out of it and they somehow pull off a trade for like Capella, Capella yeah. or something like that. And they they pull off they they lose Kyrie and Horford and get Kemba and like Capella, you everybody needs to slow down on their Danny Ainge hate too because yeah that that came way too just, quick <laughs> yes, um, but just something to throw out there I know a lot of people throw out the Bill Duffy Jeff Schwartz and the good relationship and all this stuff and Jeff Schwartz represents Kemba Walker his agent and now that you know they're hey going towards Boston and hey we're doing Boston blah blah blah. We're signing there. Jeff Schwartz <laughs> also. Uh, we'll do a lot. <laughs> Jeff Schwartz also represents DeAndre Jordan and Harrison Barnes, and they just got traded midseason. Barnes kind of got traded mid-game. A little, little weird, you know how he went out. Barnes really liked it in Dallas. Different stuff. So, I'm just, just throwing out there, throwing it out there. Interesting. It goes. Both, he also reps it goes, Dwight. It goes both ways. He also represents Dwight Powell and Devin Harris too, and and other you know. He also represent represents Tyson Chandler too. So God. <laughs> uh, but anyway, just you know, just throwing it out there. Like people want to you know throw out these agent connections, and it's not always the lovey dovey side that people throw out there too. And does does that factor into some of their high profile free agents and? to some guys like Kimball Walker and stuff. That's like, Hey, I'm looking where I, I want to spend the next four years of my career. And so anyway, we might, we might overstate sometimes the agent as far as the, the pettiness of agents, because the agents are still, I mean, not all agents are, are clutch. You know, that's the agency that's, that's talked about the most where they are. I mean, they basically are, they run, just do things a little differently. They do things differently because they're run basically by LeBron. Right. Like, and so that, there's a huge difference there. These other agencies, they work for the player, right? They're trying to find the best the best situation for their player. We talked about how Bill Duffy wants the best situation for, for Luka Doncic. These other guys, it's not like they're all looking for ways to get back at teams that screw their other clients. <laughs> you know, it's 
It's not always like that. Now, yes, those are some connections that Isaac just made to Jeff Schwartz. But I think sometimes we do over over mention the the agent thing and say, oh, well, he's this guy's agent, so he's never coming to the Mavs. Like, I don't know. If the guy wants, if the player wants to come to the Mavs, then the agent's going to make it happen. He isn't, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think a lot of the deal with why a player would want to come there would be influence from the agent too. And if the agent's in the player's ear saying, hey, I yeah. know blank, 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 blank has happened with my clients in the past. And I think that good and bad can help influence a player whether he wants to be there or not want to be there. Yeah, I agree that it could play a factor. The other things, Mark, so Mark Stein said, Kemba Walker to Boston, Clay stays, Kyrie to Brooklyn, unless the Lakers miss on Kawhi and swoop in. It feels like the Lakers are taking this path. Um, and we'll, we don't really have to talk about the Kawhi meeting thing unless you want to laugh about the Lakers no. again. Um, uh, magic's just funny. This is the this is what Magic should have done the whole time. Um, he never should have been paid by the team. He should have just been this role. The- hey, Magic, I'm gonna go into this <laughs> this free agent meeting, and I'm gonna tell you why it's so awesome to come sign with this team when I just trashed this team on national television. Hey, I want you to sign sign up to play for this general manager that's running the team that I want you to sign for, but he's literally trash. He's horrible. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that on TV? Like, come on, like. Why do you think this Rob's not in the meeting? <laughs> I don't know. What, what, um, what are, where's Rob at? I, <laughs> I texted this to Isaac today. Look, I'm not going to pretend like this all makes any sense at all. But <laughs> I, the genie magic thing is like a sibling. So you know how your sibling does something bad to you? You're still going to forgive them and you're still going to... They've literally grown up together. Like, like uh, that's, a, that's adorable. She was there since they drafted magic. I mean, they're like the same age. They... They've grown up pretty much together. I mean, there's it's deeper than just like a business relationship. So uh, that kind of explains a little bit of it. It's still it's just ridiculous, and I don't understand how it's all going to work. Uh, shouldn't, shouldn't he have told his sister that he was going to quit? Maybe he didn't. He felt like he didn't need to because they have the the sibling telepathy. <laughs> all right, we're not talking about the Lakers. Yeah. So the but I mentioned all that to say that it seems like the Lakers are going to do this. If they don't get Kawhi or Kyrie, they're splitting their aces just like the Mavs are doing. So that's that's their situation. Um so unless the Lakers miss on Kawhi and Kyrie, then Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. Chris Middleton is staying unless Milwaukee's five-year offer is less than expected and Vooch is staying with Orlando. Those are the things that Mark Stein thinks are done deals. So one guy switching, two guys switching teams in Kemba and Kyrie. And now we have Kawhi meeting with official. He's semi officially meeting with the Lakers, the Raptors, the Knicks are rumored to have a meeting. The Clippers are having a meeting. Those are the four, those are the four teams that put in my pitch video. Go watch my pitch video. I don't know if you guys will find it funny, but I uh, I try to create pitches for those four teams for, for Kawhi. And uh, the Rob Palenka one you guys will enjoy, I think. And the James Dolan one. <laughs> I like the James Dolan one. <laughs> Somebody asked me if I did the voice for uh, for Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, when Masai's uh, face popped up, I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for this accent. And then you didn't do the accent. Yeah. I, I didn't want to try and culturally appropriate an accent. So <laughs> in that way. Um, KD is officially meeting with the Knicks, the Nets, the Clippers, and the Warriors. You still feel like it's the Knicks for KD. I do, yeah. I'm still on that train. I've been on that train for a long time, and I'm not wavering. I did. I was kind of confused. Oh, not really confused. I was kind of surprised that the Clippers were getting a meeting with KD. Yeah, that that's weird. The Clippers are on a weird spot. I'm working on a D'Angelo Russell pitch video, just like I did Kawhi, and I'm trying to think of the Clippers one, and 
I'm making a lot of jokes of like, oh, what was that? Oh, sorry. I thought that Kawhi was just on the phone or, or just called on the phone. Like, It seems like they're – are they going to do the same thing that Knicks are doing where they're trying to go after big names, and if they don't get the huge names, the Kawhis, the KDs, if they don't get those guys, then maybe they pass on like a D'Angelo Russell or even I – mean, like they're not going to bring Tobias back again. <laughs> they didn't think he was worth uh, it. They didn't think Tobias was worth the max, and that's why they traded him, so they're not going to bring him back. I think I, I think it kind of depends on what Kawhi does. If he does the one on one one on one one yeah, on one right. with that could Toronto, matter a lot. They might just they might just keep it keep the cap clean. But uh, it's gonna be sad if Clippers and Knicks walk away with nothing when you know four months yeah. ago we're like oh they're getting Kawhi they're getting KD and Kyrie and but and they're just, Zion. But they're also a couple months ago we were like the Knicks are getting yeah. KD Kyrie and Zion. Maybe they can trade for Anthony Day. I mean that was. Woo! Talk about a fan base getting their hopes up and trying to win the day. Yeah. That would have won the day, by the way. That would have been a gosh. Th- that's insane. That's the top three players in the NBA. What? Oh no, no, no! It wouldn't been Kawhi going to the Knicks. Some some people talked about Kawhi, KD, and Anthony Davis going to the Knicks. That would have been top three players. That's one. That'd been insane. Um, I can't even imagine that. The, the Clippers are just in a different spot than the, uh, than the Knicks because the Clippers their were young good. guys are they're, good. <laughs> they're in they're in the playoffs last year, so that's why that like it's not unrealistic for their pitch to Kawhi of saying like we were the eight seed last year. We literally like what we want. The <laughs> literally the Clippers can be the exact version of Toronto like last year, except they're going to be in L.A. So like they literally have the perfect role players to go with a star. And like they're they're ready made. They're just waiting for the the star to show up. And yeah. like they have like it's not unrealistic if Kawhi, if just Kawhi signed with the Clippers for them to be in the Western Conference Finals next year or yeah, even represent open. the West. Like, so wide. Like, the, the yes, Blazers just made the Western Conference Finals. I mean, it is wide open as ever. If if Kawhi signs with the Clippers and they do nothing else, and the Lakers spread their money out to three or four guys or two or three guys yeah who has the better record next year do the clippers bring back patrick beverly yes so they have beverly shamit Kawhi, gallon unless unless he goes before a center maybe zubach and then they still have harrell and lou williams with uh with uh shea coming off the bench or yeah shea coming off i mean that that's that's another that's like He's literally just going from the Raptors East to the Raptors West, right? The Clippers are like Raptors West. That's why <laughs> it I get seems kind like of, they're, they're just the deep team that has all these guys. Yeah, and, for sure. That's why. That's why. I, I mean, above all else, just stay in Toronto, quiet, please. Uh, Raptors Lakers, are still better. Let me, let me just point that out. They're better. Yeah, that would suck for the league if he goes to the Lakers. Uh, two, if he goes to Clippers, uh, I mean we. I don't want us to 100% assume Patrick Beverly is a Maverick right now like we all are. Yeah. Um, but hopefully he is. And that, I honestly think the Kawhi thing changes because then they have an onus to yes. try and be good right now. So they're like, okay, well, we have – do they have – they don't have to get off Patrick Beverly's money, like his cap hold, to to get Kawhi, do they? I don't think so. Either way, they're going to want to bring him back to be around Kawhi. And that's where I'd just be a little bit hesitant if – Let's no. just say Patrick Beverly's, just Patrick say Beverly's cap hold is nine point five, so they'll keep that, and then they can sign him over. Yeah, so like, I mean, it looks like the quiet thing is going to last days in multiple meetings. Yeah. But let's say, let's say, in you know, two days go by and Kawhi commits to the Clippers, and Beverly hasn't committed to Dallas yet. That 
you can get a little worried at that point. But but Patrick Beverly is a guy, if they're waiting for Kawhi, the Mavs can swoop in and get him. Yeah, for know? sure. Like, like, Patrick Beverly doesn't have to wait for the Clippers. Like, maybe he wants to, because that, that would be a better chance to win a championship with Kawhi, probably. You, you want me to paint, paint a dark picture for you? Go ahead. Beverly no, commits. no, no, wait, wait, hold on. This made me really sad last time he did one of these. Am I ready for Be- this? Am I am I physically ready for this? They have Beverly, Luka, they have Luka Be- and Porzingis. I'm fine. Beverly commits. No, no, later. no, no, no! You're not doing this. No, Kawhi does, no, and then he pulls it. the no, clipper. Do not say no more things. Good God! And people think oh, people people lash out at me on Twitter for not being a Mavs fan. Like since I was born. That's the worst. I am a Mavs fan though. I know, no, and uh, you're the one that's painting these dark pictures of. 2015 emoji gate passed. I hated all of that. I can't believe we brought that guy back. Anyway, well, okay, I'm not going to go down that path. We had um, so many conversations about him. Patrick Beverly, though, I'm excited for him to be a Mav. <laughs> Honestly, DeAndre Jordan is a cautionary tale for some of these free agents, though. Some people are painting these free agents like they're perfect guarantees. And like even Patrick Beverly, you don't know. He's, he's been injury prone. We, we did a whole free agent profile about him and some of the negatives. And... You just never know with a guy like that. There could be a lot of things that you, in like a DeAndre Jordan, where you don't see that he just doesn't play help defense, and you just don't see that because you don't watch enough Clippers games. You watch two or three a year because you're a Mavs fan. And no, I'm down. Then I'm all down of a sudden, then all of a sudden he comes in. Like I feel like that's what people are doing with Julius Randall. Hmm. That they're they're kind of painting I'm him as like I'm more a fan of Randall than you are. Right. Yes. But people are sitting, like, I joked today that if, if Kawhi and Julius Randle both said, hey, I'll sign with the Mavs, but the Mavs were like, oh, we only we can only choose between one of these guys, and they put it to a fan vote, I feel like Julius Randle would win. Because <laughs> fans like Because <laughs> fans Dallas. just want Julius Randle so much. He's the only guy everybody brings up. But if you bring him in, you'll you'll start to see the, the warts. You'll start to see the reasons why teams haven't committed, like, long-term to some of these guys. Um, so that's just a cautionary tale for all free agents, even even Patrick Beverly. But not Malcolm Brogdon. He's yeah. perfect. So, <laughs> something I also want to bring out. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Brogdon for sure. <laughs> um, but something I also want to bring out, too, is watch how many roster spots there are. Because yeah. I think I mean, I, I think that played into like New Orleans' situation when they're letting the, you know restricted cap holds go for like Diallo, who had a solid second half of the season, and like somebody like Stanley Johnson, like they're running into roster spots. If you look at Dallas, if they want to bring back the restricted, you know, restricted guys, I mean, we still have Brunson, Justin Jackson. Let's just count Dorian and Maxi. JJ's going to be back. Hardaway, Luca, KP, Dwight. You know, so. I know a lot of us are throwing out like three guys and saying, all right, hey, we're going to sign three guys. Well, if you sign three guys, you're going to count on part of the rotation, right? I mean, so how many guys are you going to have in the rotation? At that point, guys like Finney Smith and Maxie who've been logging decent minutes, they might not be getting very many minutes at all. Okay, let's I mean, let's do that right now. Realistically, how many guys are in the rotation that are on the roster right now? Hardaway, Porzingis, that's two. Courtney Lee's not. Uh, Luca. Uh, I know. I'm just going by salary. I'm looking at their cap sheet. Oh, okay. Hardaway, Porzingis, um, Dwight Powell, R.I.P. Yes. Dirk's cap hold, um, <laughs> Luca and Berea. That's five guys right there that are going to be in the rotation. Jalen Brunson. Then you have then you have uh, Justin Jackson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, Devin maybe coming back. 
Well, let's just let's just say. Well, okay. Well, let's just do Jalen Brunson and Justin Jackson, because that would make it. That makes it seven guys right there, right? Yeah. Before you sign anybody, so yeah, those are just guarantees ha- on the roster. Yeah, so if you had to take anybody out of that, I mean, we're not that. That's seven guys without even counting Dorian or Maxi. So if you if you want to take somebody out of that, let's just take Justin Jackson out for the heck of it. Which I mean, I don't think I think he'll be part of the rotation. So then you're looking. Okay, let's just say they signed Beverly. Well, Brunson's not going to just be nobody. And then JJ is going to be coming back. His role will be reduced because of Brunson some. But I mean, you'll have let's just sign the, they say they sign Beverly. You have Beverly Brunson, JJ Perea. So that's three point guards right there. Yeah. I mean, they can Tim all Hardaway's play together, though. <laughs> and Rick's system for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but th- that's what I'm talking about. To where uh, you know I think if there's a scenario in which they walk away, you know, with two guys in free agency, that's not a complete loss either because there's only so many guys that can play and. You know, or if they do, do if they uh, here's another thing that I could see Mavs fans getting real upset about. Let's just say they get Beverly, uh, the combo that I said that people somebody tweeted at me today and said this would be depressing. Let's just say they get Beverly, Reggie Bullock, and Kevon Looney. Yeah. And what if they renounce Dorian Finney-Smith and they let him walk? I could see people throwing a fit about it and saying, "Oh my gosh, why why are they letting him walk? We we need it, like blah 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 blah." Like, well, where's he going to play? You know, like at that point, like where, you're looking at like a 10th man. Are you going to play him over Justin Jackson? Are you going to play him over Reggie Bullock, who you just signed? Or, you know, Danny Green, who you just signed? Or whoever you fill in the blank. There's only so many spots in a rotation. So in a perfect world, yes, you want him back. But it there might be some, if they signed a third guy, it might mean they're letting one of the restricted guys go. And so we'll see. There's just, I, I, I just want everybody to, keep that in mind of there's only so many spots on, on a roster and this is where it gets into if you split it up split the money up and get two three guys then you're really looking at roster spots compared to if you did spend all the money on somebody like Kimba then it's even more important for Finney Smith and Maxi and you know Brunson log and big minutes and stuff like that so just something to keep in mind and we know the uh, the sixty first draft pick, Josh Reeves. He's got he's got to make the team too, right? They got to keep their streak alive. I'm anxious to see about him in summer league. By the way, Exhibit Ten deal. Uh, if they want to turn him into a two way contract before the start of the season, they can. They would obviously have to take away from Macon or Costas at that point, but we'll see what he's about. He's supposed to be a really good defender, so we'll see what he's about. The other thing I feel like that is a done deal. Uh, Stein said is Rubio to Indiana. That is a weird. There's so many people talking about that. That's a weird fit to me because he doesn't really help their spacing. Um, I mean, sure. He fits I mean, their it, point it guard. Gives them, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it gives them another ball handler. So I mean, sure. I mean, a, a point guard. There's just a, there. There's some question marks that I have over the next few days. Some teams that like what? What's what's Phoenix doing? Are they gonna? Are they just gonna? get a Corey Joseph or somebody like that. Um, the, the grumblings around Minnesota right now. I mean, as a Mavs fan, you don't want these, you don't want these other teams outside the playoff picture doing anything massive, pulling off any type of Mike Conley thing. Yeah, you don't want Minnesota clearing the deck and getting D'Angelo Russell to go with Carl Anthony Towns. You don't want that as a Mavs fan. So, you know, that's where some, some of these other teams, you don't want Sacramento going out and getting Al Horford 
and still having money to you know get somebody else. They were a you 39 know. win team last year. Yeah, so like you don't that's you're already gonna have to worry about New Orleans and you know all that. So like that's I'm curious I'm curious of what Minnesota does if they can. Didn't I didn't you listen to Low and Reddick? Didn't he say on there that Carl Anthony Towns is like setting up his own free agent yeah, meeting. JJ Reddick said that, that Carl Anthony Towns is meeting with free agents himself and that Zach Lowe has brought up Minnesota three or four times over the past couple weeks in, in different mediums, whether it's his column again, he brought it up in his column again, the seven questions. He brought it up on the Reddick podcast. He brought it up on his own podcast, the Woj thing that Minnesota is trying to do something. They're trying to get D'Angelo Russell. If they do that, I mean, that's technically two all-stars on a team in the West and, they're right yeah. there where where the Mavs were last year. Now they'd have to get rid of Wiggins or Jeff Teague to do that. So we'll see if they're able to do that. Yeah. So I'm super curious what Minnesota does. I'm really curious what Sacramento does. Like both of those teams, they have they, so much space. Like, like sixty million. Sacramento has a ton of like after they signed Barnes to his contract, which I know shocker. I didn't think it was that bad of a contract that everybody's throwing a fit about. Why is like, he in the nine dollar column? Who are you gonna hand that money to? Yes. I don't under. I don't like. Anyway, somebody one uh, of the one of the Kings writers made a list of the of the uh, free of the small forwards that the Kings have had since like Meta World Peace was a king, which was like a long oh, time gosh. ago, and it was just. I mean, it is just brutal. It is like it is like Mavs centers, like looking back and seeing like, oh, who played center for the Mavs since Tyson Chandler? It's like, oh, it's that Doug, bad of a list. Doug Christie. <laughs> well, he was like a two, but he was more of a two guard, but. Um, so yeah, those are two teams I'm Houston, like what, what the crap's going on there? You know, if they pull off the Jimmy thing, like is Capella traded or not? Because it feels like they're going all in and willing to jack up everything. Are they just going to come back and say, Oh, Hey Clint, Jimmy didn't want to come. So you're good. We love you. All right. So that's going to make never leaving. Look at Houston very fondly. Yeah. So I'm super curious on what happens in that situation. And that's what makes Going circling back to Dallas, now that they're out of the Kemba thing, or what it looks like, and that they're going to split up the money, now it puts them into play for any of these other trades. You know, if a team's wanting to get off money, not really get off money, but if they want to reshuffle the decks, or teams out there that are wanting to create their own cap space. Uh, for instance, like not only Houston, with Clint Capella and PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon that we've talked about on this pod before. Any of those guys, Dallas could be in play for those guys to use those as, and them as cap space. If Minnesota is super gun hole about creating space for you know Daniel Russell, is Robert Covington available? Man, I would love Covington in Dallas yeah, alongside Luca and stuff. So like it, you know, it's those. If they're gonna split up the money, they immediately become players into hey. If there's some other teams looking to get off some solid wings like a Covington, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker. Dallas could, you know, be one of those teams that come calling and kind of treat them as their own kind of free agents. Do you want to hear the list of King small forwards? I would love to hear nothing more. King small forwards. This is from Jason Ross. King small forwards not named Peja Stojakovic, uh, Rudy Gay, Ron Artest, and Harrison Barnes since 2000. Desmond Mason, Andres Nocioni, Dominic McGuire, Dante Green, Cisco. I don't know who Cisco is. James Johnson, Bo Outlaw, Derek Williams, John Salmons, Justin Jackson, Iman Shumpert, Corey Brewer, Bruno Caboclo, Vince Carter, Nigel Hayes, Jakar Sampson, Matt Barnes, and Omri Caspi. 
Matt Barnes. <laughs> Talk of, I mean, Harrison Barnes is better than all those names I just listed. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to get some stability. You know, you just got to lock down a position <laughs> at some point. Yes. After all that. I mean, what that's a- 20 years. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, I didn't think the Harrison Barnes deal, if that's what it is, it's not that bad. And he's making less than 25 the first year unless they front load it. Yeah, yeah. And what he would bring to that locker room, too. Absolutely. Uh, just stability, leadership, everything with that. Awesome. But Would you be okay if the Mavs signed him to that deal? Why do you have to ask me a question like that? Because it's the end of the podcast and only true OG Raccoon Squad listeners are listening. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not answering that. I think that would be a steal, Isaac. <laughs> I love Harrison as a person and after just seeing <laughs> after seeing their fit together, I would lean towards no, but with like Luca and them, but the, the, that has something to do with the Tobias Harris thing, too. Some people were saying, why aren't the Mavs in on Tobias Harris? The Mavs think that Porzingis is a four on offense, and Tobias Harris is a four on offense. He can play three, too, but Luka's also going to be playing three, and you need some guards that can guard guards, <laughs> and Tobias Harris can't do either of those things. So I think that's kind of yeah. why there's there's some some weird overlap, and I know it's positionless basketball and all that stuff, but you still need guys that are going to be able to do some things on the court that are different than the guys you already have. And what does Tobias Harris do differently than Porzingis and Luca right now? Yes. Not much, and, uh, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. Because you just want you want the flexibility to put Porzingis at the five and to have a small ball four, like we were talking about, like a Thad Young or a Minu, or if you pulled in Jay Crowder or something like that. Have the ability to go small at the four spot, but – do you want like if you bring in Tobias, you would almost have to go for you know small at the four at all times. Yeah, and I don't. That's just not where Dallas wants to go. And they want to have that center like a Capella, Dwight Powell type at the five spot, and KP at the four, and like all that different stuff. So I I think it, that's going all the way back to Malcolm freaking Brogdon. He's the perfect <laughs> fit. Like he would be your starter. He fits. I mean, he's just he is the perfect fit. But I, we'll see what Milwaukee does with him, and we'll see what he wants too. I mean, well, he doesn't yeah. really get a say, but he, he has a say to whether he signs an offer sheet or not somewhere. Because I always that feel like true. they get super right. awkward when restricted free agents sign offer sheets somewhere, and then it's kind of like looking back at their old team, like, "Are you right? Are you going to match it?" And... <laughs> Oh man! Like when Ennis Cancer got signed to an offer sheet to the Blazers, and then went back to the Thunder for like twenty million a year. <laughs> yes, you remember that? All right, guys, free agency is upon us. It's tomorrow, so enjoy it. We'll be back. I mean, we're, we're back all the time, so we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>